Good morning. It's DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Well, after an avalanche of bad news on Wednesday for college football fans, man, the hits just kept coming Thursday, huh? The Big Ten is going to play conference games only. They are so serious about this that they don't even want to play Wisconsin and Notre Dame at Lambeau Field. When you're turning down games with Notre Dame and you're still trying to fulfill your TV package, you are deadly serious. You know, I always thought that this would be a lot about the money. They're going to try and play college football because there's a lot of money at stake and they need to be able to pay for the athletic department and not start laying people off and, and uh, you know, just having massive rollbacks to the size of the athletic department. But, man, when the Big Ten, and only the SEC has as much or more money than the Big Ten, and when the Big Ten says, yeah, we're so serious we're not even playing Notre Dame, that's very serious. That is very serious. So <clears throat> I expect this is going to stretch to every conference. Now, we're going at 8 o'clock, we're going to have Mark Harlan on, Utah Athletic Director. But I would be shocked at this point if the Big Ten went down this road and everybody didn't go down this road. The Big 12 said they're going to wait a week. They're still gathering information. Uh, there were other ADs and some medical people who in stories on ESPN and Sports Illustrated and some of the other uh, national uh, websites said that for a lot of schools, this kind of late July, 1st of August will really be the kind of the drop dead date unless it gets really bad. Um, but they're feeling a lot of pressure in their communities. One, um, they didn't identify where. It was somewhere in the south. Uh, but they opened a testing site and ran out of tests in like an hour or two. And meanwhile, down the street, a Power 5 football team was doing daily tests uh, so they could play football. It's just a terrible look in the community. And you can quote the death rate that has been going down. Now, that may not be true in a month or two. We'll have to see. Um, obviously, the hospitalization rate is, is going up. But just something as simple as... Um, you know, that the, the average citizen in, in a state or a city can't get a test when they have symptoms and a player who has no symptoms can get a test. That's just a bad look for publicly funded state universities. Now, they say it was somewhere in the south. So that would make me think it was the ACC or the SEC. Miami's a private school. Vanderbilt's a private school. But those conferences in the south are basically public schools. The overwhelming majority of them are public. Um, so it's a bad look for a publicly funded state university. So, uh, you know, whether it's whether it's PR, uh, whether it's money issues, whether it's health issues, whether it's how full the hospitals are, they really don't want to shut down the season. But it's not looking good. And, you know, right now we're saying conference-only games, and we'll get to BYU, and it's up on our Facebook page, DJ and PK, your, your thoughts about what this means for BYU, what the Cougars could do, how they need, what, what do they need to do to survive this, and we'll get into that later in the show. Um, but um, and, and I get why that's front and center right now, but if this gets so people can't play, you know, if no one plays, then everyone's in the same boat. Um, so right now it looks way worse for BYU than it does for everybody else because they don't have a conference and, you know, are they going to play New Mexico State four times? And what the heck, you know, what's the plan? What are the options here? UConn, Liberty, Army, 
Maybe you get a game with Notre Dame, but it looks like the ACC is going to take care of Notre Dame. Um, certainly, BYU's got to stay close to ESPN through all of this. Maybe ESPN can help get some games because they're going to need TV properties and all that. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. It's unprecedented. It's hard to predict what's going to happen. There's no history to guide us. All right, there's no history to guide the NBA either. They're, they're trying to uh, get it done in Orlando in the bubble. What's it like? The Jazz had their first practice. Let's listen to Rudy Gobert and his post-practice thoughts. Hey, Rudy, this is uh, Eric from the Solid Tribune. How's it going? Good, how are you? Good, thanks. I uh, just wonder if you could kind of take me through what the first 36 hours were like, uh, you know, the, the process of getting into the facility, um, kind of the what, what you were doing while you were quarantined in your room, uh, just kind of what your impressions are thus far of the place. Uh, I mean, I think it, obviously, you know, staying in the room for 36 hours is is not the best thing to do. For for, for we're not used to doing that, but I think uh, you know the NBA did a great job. Uh, we got tested right away. Uh, you know, they gave us the bracelets. They talked to us for a little bit to explain us how things are going to go, and uh, you know, uh, play some Call of Duty, read a little bit. Uh, you know, slept pretty much that's it, you know, and I'm glad that now we can see uh, the, the, the sunlight. You know, it's, it's, uh, I think it's going to be a good experience. Okay. Next question will be for Ryan Miller. Ryan. Hey, Rudy. Ryan Miller from KSL. Um, just kind of take us through what practice was like today. How different did it feel than, I don't know, four months ago when you had it? <laughs> Uh, I think it, it felt great. You know, it, it felt great to be back out there. Uh, I felt like everyone was really locked in. Uh, you know, everything was really positive, and uh, we just went right through it. You know, it was a it was a long practice, but we, you know, I think, uh, yeah, you know, coach did a great job uh, talking to us and kind of, you know, make sure we get a uh, good habits back back on point and. Uh, it's going to be a process, but uh, I really like the mindset that we had today. Okay, next question will be from Andy Larson. Hey, Rudy, what do you want to accomplish kind of off the court in these next couple of months? I mean, I, you know, you don't have the rest of uh, your normal activities there. So, you know, do you have any goals or things that you want to do or things you're looking forward to do over the next few few weeks? For me, more than anything, is keep having a positive impact. Uh, not just the next few months, but uh, for my whole life. And that's the, you know, the thing we've been doing with my, with my charity, and you know, and the thing we can do as a team is, is make sure we, you know, we educate uh, the younger generation and, and and set a good example. You know, and then uh, obviously with the with all the resources that we that we have, make sure we. We can impact our communities in a, in a positive way, and uh, and you know also I think uh, impacting a lot of things in our society in a positive way. Uh, Rudy, on that topic, why did you choose equality for your uh, name? You know, the bomb on back of your jersey. I think equality is a, is a powerful word, you know, and uh, I want my kids to live in a world when everyone is, you know, is treating is treating as equal regardless of the color of skin, their religion. Um, you know, I think it's really uh, something that we thrive to attain as a society. 
uh, obviously it's better than it was 100 years ago, but I think it can be a lot better. And I think you would be lying to yourself if we think it's the case today. You know, the, we have we have signs every day that show that it's not the case. So we got to keep pushing through, through that direction and make sure that one day is the case. Okay, thank you. And we have one more question. This one is from Ben Dowsett. Ben? Hey, Rudy. Ben Dowsett with Forbes Sports. How are you? How are you? Good. Uh, Rudy, you met, I think you touched on it just a minute ago. Uh, from my understanding, one of the, the safety protocols that the league is, is giving you guys is a little sensor that gives a little light, makes a little sound if you're too close to people. Uh, have you gotten one of those? And could, could you give me your impressions of it? Do you plan to use it? Uh, and is it, do you think it's an effective way to kind of help keep people safe? I mean, I think, you know, I think the NBA is very, is very, very careful. He's taking as many precautions as he can be, and uh, it's better to be too cautious than not enough, you know. I think it's good to be able to track uh, any outbreak that could happen in the bubble and be able to control it right away before it's too, before it gets too big. We still don't know a lot, a lot. We still don't know enough about this virus. So obviously, you know, we gotta, you know, take all the precautions. And I got a little bracelet. It's kind of funny because like he opens my door, so it's basically you have to get to have it. So that was smart by the NBA to make sure that every player gets his bracelet. And and uh, I haven't got the notification yet when someone gets too close. So I don't know if it's active or not, but it's going to be interesting to see. There's Rudy Gobert. When we come back, TV voice of the Utah Jazz, Craig Bowlerjack. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. DJ PK, it's 97.5, 1280, The Zone. We're joined now by Craig Bowlerjack, TV voice of the Utah Jazz, and he joins us on the Sprint special guest line. Sprint makes it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. Bowler, good morning. Hello, DJ. How are you? I am good. When you watch the pictures coming out of Orlando, is there a part of you that is happy you're not in the bubble? <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I can't imagine, uh, you know, like like we've discussed. I mean, March 11 was one experience that I'll always remember. And now this one would be totally, you know, another. Uh, there's be some similarities, but, man, I, the, the length of time would just be the most challenging. There's no doubt the most challenging part of this whole, whole ordeal. But i got to give credit to Adam Silver. It's a heck of a plan, and if it works and you're able to play some basketball and complete this season, then uh, maybe it's a plan that can be followed by others, you know? So I'm, I'm hoping for good things. You, uh, you probably weren't watching the MLS opener last night. I was eating dinner, and it was on, and I watched it for a while. I picked it up pretty deep into the game, but it was a little ragged. Now, the teams we're playing aren't especially good. One's an expansion team playing their third game ever. And the other team rarely goes to the playoffs. So, you know, it's if you were watching two teams from the bottom third of the NBA, you know, it's, it's going to look different, right? But it, it was ragged. It looked preseason-ish. But these guys haven't played games in four months. So what do you expect? Now, 
I don't know how perfectly this is going to translate to basketball, but I like both sports. And the thing that they have in common is they're free flowing and something, you know, it just, it's not the, the start and stop that baseball and football have, you know, it's a different feel. And when it's good, it's really free flowing. And you know, as a broadcaster, it's, it's like a wave, right? It can just pick you up and carry you when the game's really going and it's back and forth and it's really good. And when that's missing and guys are giving the ball away and all that, you, you really notice it. And oh, oh, I, yes. this is just, that was just two teams. Who knows how the other teams in the league will do as they debut. But I got to say, I was watching that thinking, how's this going to be for the NBA when it comes back? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, uh, we're going to find out together. And it's, uh, what is today? The, uh, the ninth and we're three weeks out from actually the restart of the season. And the Jazz, of course, will be the, the team along with the Pelicans to restart it at 430 Mountain Time. <laughs> um, but, you know, DJ, you know, we, we were both on that Zoom call yesterday yeah. with Dennis Lindsay and Justin Zanuck. And I thought it was intriguing. Um, from both perspectives, you know, he's uh, Justin's in, in Orlando. He's in the bubble, and Dennis is back in Salt Lake City. But someone asked him the question exactly that: What do you expect? And you know, and Justin also discussed it. But you know, what I got out of that conversation was from Dennis first was he didn't really talk basketball at, at the beginning of the of the answer. It was about safety. It was about mental physical health of his players. It was about making sure that the social injustice. Uh, continues to be heard, uh, those, those uh, statements from players. And then he got to basketball and he said, and I, I thought it was interesting because, you know, without Bogdanovich and Mike Conley may miss some games, uh, you know, his wife's expecting at uh, sometime in mid to late August. And so I, he just said, I'll, I'll be happy if they compete. And I thought that was a, a, you know, a really straightforward answer, you know, from the top guy with the Jazz. And then Justin kind of answered it from the perspective of what he has seen so far. And, you know, DJ, it's, it's hard to predict, but I think the team that really is more focused is one as a team. And maybe the Jazz will be. Maybe COVID, uh, the experience in Oklahoma City bonds them, and maybe the Rudy and Donovan situation will play itself out. Uh, and we'll all we'll all see it. I think we're going to find out, you know, just how compatible they are on the floor on opening night. But let's not kid ourselves. You're right. Four months is a long time. They have three weeks starting today. If everyone comes out of the testing um, session negative, uh, they get on the floor, right, and they start the process. But some of those scrimmage games will be important, the three that they have scheduled, and then they play the eight games before the playoffs. So I would think playoff basketball may be much better, right, than what we see from the first scrimmage up through mid, those mid-fourth or fifth games of that those final eight games of the so-called regular season. But, look, you're right, the free flow of basketball, the stop and start can destroy a broadcast because when it's happening and it's flowing, it's a great sport. But fouls, free throws, uh, turnovers, as fans know, it's just kind of a stop-and-go mess at times. But I'm sure we're going to see some of that from some teams. But those that seem to be maybe more in tune with each other and maybe take it more serious, maybe those, uh, my feeling is, some may not want to be there. It may be shown on the floor. It may show on the floor. Others have decided to make a run at it. I think we'll see that, that process as well. Well, I think the three scrimmages before the eight regular season games, before the playoffs, I'm, I'm counting on it looking pretty good when it gets to the playoffs. 
Uh, it should be, yeah. right? It better be. Are you going to televise the scrimmages? I know a lot of fans have been asking about that. Has that been decided yet? You know, I have not heard. We have a, a Zoom call this morning. Later, some maybe some more information will come out, and I'll, I'll you know hopefully you know maybe I don't know if radio will will be a part of that. The problem is if there's going to be a video feed uh, to actually have something to look at to right. call, and that's that's something we haven't uh, haven't heard. Um, it'd be fun to do. Obviously, jazz fans want to see jazz basketball, and the NBA does. Um, but we'll find out more uh, when we discuss some some options of what's going on. We're three weeks out, so things have got to start to be really kind of be, be a little bit more focused on exactly what what we'll do. But we'll call the games off the jumbotron. It's going to be interesting from the arena. Um, I'm talking an empty arena uh, with uh, thorough. Uh, you know, six feet down the the way from me, and uh, I think Matt's going to try to, uh, you know, invest you know his time as best he can from Atlanta. So we'll see. It's it's going to be a challenge uh, from from what hap- what happens in Orlando all the way back to Vivint Smart Home Arena. Well, I'll be judging you harshly because I've already done it, Bowler. <laughs> so don't screw up, okay? <laughs> you know, we Matt and I did it a couple of years ago. Uh, Hawaii, years. right? Hawaii preseason because they had trouble getting a signal or a bounce point out of out of there. So I don't know. It was it just doesn't have the same feel. But as you know, our job is to try to bring energy, and that's what my my task will be to to try to get the feel. But you know, without that crowd and and no noise coming through your headset, it's it's unless the league will not delay it, and you can actually hear. You know the comments, but then again, the fear is you're going to hear things you don't want to hear. <laughs> you absolutely um, are. <laughs> so it's kind of a no win, no win situation there. Bowler, there's a 100 percent chance of <laughs> f bombs in the forecast if they don't oh, play. <laughs> and one, you know, you you know what I'm talking about when the guys, uh, yeah, and you know, coaches, uh, you know, had the late Jerry Sloan been there, we would have been entertained, uh, I'm sure, throughout the entire four quarters. But uh, I don't know. It's 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 uh, again it's going to be a work in progress and i think everyone who listens i think will understand it's an, a huge undertaking uh just in the sense of getting this thing out of there for all the teams to have their own individual regional broadcast and then also share it with the national networks as well so it's a, it's a big big undertaking so one thing that has helped us uh, with the soccer broadcast doing it remotely is that we have uh, a pair of eyes, sometimes two pairs of eyes there. Um, uh, there's a sideline reporter, and I, I don't think you'll have that. Kristen's not going, is she? No, no. Right, no. okay. So so take that away, and I figured it would. But we've also had a PR person um, on injury updates and on substitutions, and a little. and typically they will text Dunny, um, while the game is going on. And so he'll have the heads up, and it kind of helps inform you of where things are going and the flow, and it doesn't catch you off guard when it happens. Will you have a pair of eyes there for when there's – most of the time you don't need it, but inevitably something happens and you do. You know, And it could be a controversial call. Hey, they're looking at this on the monitor. I know uh, when you sat down low, and occasionally you still do on the road, You know, sometimes you take the headsets off and you can hear what the ref's talking about. And it's like, oh, okay, now I see where we're going here. Uh, do you have someone to provide that? I don't believe that we'll have someone during the game unless they can call in – to Travis in the truck. I don't think I'll that be works. able to hear 
anybody from that regard through my headset just to give me a heads up on on what's going on. So I may just have to get that information via text myself or through uh, the truck who may be in contact there. I think the network will have a representative, of course, um, for, for those teams. But again, I think we'll have more clarity today. I'll ask some of those questions because that's the one thing that I, I'm concerned about is, is and you've, you've dealt with it, is, you know, really can, tell me what's going on. Is there an injury? What the yeah. update is? Christian takes care of those things as well. Walk-off interviews won't happen as far as I know. We may have a Zoom interview, uh, and those are all things they're trying to work out to still give fans a feeling of, of the game and also what the players' uh, feelings and experiences are down there. I know Aaron Aaron Falk, who once was a writer for the Tribune, who now is part of the social media team of the Utah Jazz, is in the bubble. I've talked to him a couple of times, and I'm hoping we can use him, you know, in the broadcast as well. Yeah. Craig Bullerjack joining us here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. What did you think when you saw Jamal Crawford was back in the league at 40? <laughs> I'm thinking two things are going to happen. One, I want him to drop 40 at 40. I've always I've always liked him, and I know he's come in, and there are times it's like, he's really going to give it to the Jazz here over the next quarter and a half. Always he? has. Always has. He's just going you know, to give it to him. He is one of the good guys. I talk to him, and I've always told him I just like the way that he's handled himself, plays the game. But I said, man, what is it? Why do you always just you know kick the Jazz around the gym? He just kind of laughed, but he said, you know, it's just some nights he's on. I said, well, you're usually on against Utah. But a good guy and a 40, you know, uh, I'm sure he's, he just wants to hoop. I'm so, you know, I know Vince Carter called it a day at 42, uh, but I think Crawford hopefully, you know, maybe feels like he's got a year or two left and this will give him a chance to get back on that roster, which he has, and then extend that out maybe into December. We'll see. Well, really good. I like him. He's a good guy and a very what a big time talent, man. The guy, the guy's a sharp shooter. I just saw him do a national TV interview, and I thought this guy could easily do media. And he may not want to. He may have had enough, you know. And it's not for everybody. But I'm telling you, if he wants to, he can. It was so good. It was so entertaining. He had really good insights. He was joking around with a guy who interviewed him. You know, it was on remote. He was at his home and all that. It was just like. Wow, I don't. I think you're better. I think you're better shooting the ball than you are doing this stuff. But you're pretty good at doing this stuff. I think it's going to come down to now. What's going to happen first? Is he going to drop forty on somebody, or is somebody going to roll, run pick and rolls at him on forty consecutive plays? Uh, that would be a concern. I don't think defense is what they're looking for. It's mostly dropping forty if he can do it. Yeah. And speaking of another guy with a, that has opportunity with a microphone, would probably be Carter, right? Yep. Uh, Vince, Vince Sanity could uh, uh, could maybe uh, make its way over to a network uh, broadcast. I'm sure that's the next step for him, too. Yeah. Uh, what did you make of the whole uh, ESPN? And they get better access than local people do, and they got anonymous quotes, and Dennis thought the story was really good. Uh, did you come away <laughs> with any more insight into where the Gobert-Mitchell relationship is going? And i got to say that that interests me way more than where it's been. Uh, yeah. Who was pissed and why they were pissed? My gosh, we've, you know, like a cow chewing its cud. We have worked that over. So I'm really curious about what it looks like going forward and, and, and how they play going forward. And I wonder if you got any more insight into that now. Well, you know, I, I thought it's interesting where those comments come from, right? Because uh, it's deep. And it's uh, very, you know, uh, deep comments from players and uh, higher-up officials in the Jazz organization. But... 
you know, sometimes, as we know, those statements come from agents, and those statements uh, are used or planted to benefit one or both players. And it was a very, you know, Tim McMahon wrote a, a lengthy uh, column about the two. Um, I don't know, you know, DJ, I think, again, both have said the right things. Uh, I think Dennis said yesterday that Rudy, he was happy that he owned it, was the quote. Uh, that he talked to the reporters about. And, uh, you know, Rudy has been pretty open, I think, and again, admittedly has matured and grown. Donovan upset, obviously, and it's about the ball. It's about touches. And I don't know how you do that because Donovan will continue to touch the ball, as will Mike Conley, as will Joe Ingles, and the way that Quinn runs his offense. And Rudy, of course, wants to be an offensive, you know, threat more than just at the rim but i kind of make the made this comment the other day on the big show that you know rudy still has to prove i think to donovan uh that he's a consistent guy does he have a jumper no does he have a sweeping hook shot no and so that pass has to be entered perfectly or it's a turnover and I think that's what upsets Donovan is, you know, the, the ability at times to finish. Now, Rudy on the offensive rebound and the putback is golden money. And that's, 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 that's a huge high percentage shot, as we all know. So I, I think this will be an interesting time to see if they work it out, so to speak. And then we'll see how it plays out, DJ, on the floor in Orlando. I think, I think most fans with a trained eye will be able to see if indeed they fixed it and they are, quote, on the page, on the same page. Because both have stated, right, they want to win, and they want to they want to win a title. So to do so, they are going to have to be able to work together to make that, make that happen, and they have to do that on the floor. Not so much in the locker room, but they're going to have to really uh, be on that same page on the floor. And Donovan's going to have to trust Rudy more. That's just really the bottom line. And the way that maybe Rudy – expresses himself in the media about give me quote the damn ball <laughs> that probably doesn't really doesn't sit well you know with Donovan so I'm rambling but you and I've been around a long time we've seen you know superstars coexist and not coexist Shaq and Kobe had their issues Jordan has his but the beauty of the Jazz I think Stock and Malone were always you couldn't say one without the other. They knew that, but also it was an era of non-social media. So we really, re- we really never knew everything that was going on. So now we understand more and more because of just twi- you know little twits, tweets here and there. And that's when you, we started to kind of understand what's really not right or wrong with, with this combination. But uh, the Jazz seemed to be, from what I got yesterday, DJ, in that conversation, uh, that they were uh, hopeful and committed to both players. Well, Bowler, enjoy your freedom, enjoy your ability to drive up a canyon or something and hang out and to not get tested every day or every other day or whatever uh, yeah, the protocol is. That was, the test is no fun. I'm sure that's going to be, uh, if that's happening every other day, that's going to wear out some guys. But uh, hopefully health will be on everybody's side. We'll get some basketball and we'll get a champion crowd uh, sometime in, in uh, October. Uh, whoever are the last two teams standing, I'm sure you'll you'll agree, that will be one incredible 70-day run uh, of discipline. And oh, I don't know how, you know, you don't break the fence or jump the fence, but it's it's going to be a, a test of wills, no doubt. Thanks, Buller. See you, buddy. There's Craig Bowlerjack. When we come back, Joe Ingles next. 
Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We talked to Joe Ingles uh, yesterday and getting ready for his first practice in the bubble. Now, they've since had that practice, but when we got him, he was literally, you'll hear the knock on the door. He was literally getting breakfast delivered. It was hilarious. Um, here's Joe on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Hey, yeah! This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush. And it's time to hear from the best looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe until the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show. <laughs> With DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. The Joe Ingles Show is brought to you by your hardworking friends at Mountainland Supply for all your plumbing and irrigation needs. Go to mountainlandsupply.com. Joe, good morning. Good morning. Let's get right to the important stuff here, Joe. How was how the fourth kid? How's your baby? How's that coffee machine? Did it make the trip okay? It did. It, uh, it got carried on in a box because I didn't trust it going underneath the plane. <laughs> um, had five bags, ten bags of beans shoved in the box as well. And, um I'm actually sitting here looking at her right now. <laughs> you got the twins. You got number three on the way. So we'll just refer to the, the coffee machine as kid number four from now on because I know you're, you're <laughs> very particular. You're very particular about your coffee. I did think, though, the coffee machine, that's a lot of caffeine. It gets you all amped up. Now, under the rules in the bubble in Florida where you are currently existing, aren't you in your room, period, for a certain amount of time here? Yes. We haven't uh, been able to um, So we got in. Okay, when we when we got when we got in there Tuesday night, um, we all got tested, waited for those results to come back, uh, which I think they got yesterday. And then last night at like five thirty, ten o'clock, um, we got tested again. And then once we get these test results back, we're allowed to leave our room. So we've all been in our rooms. I put some food at your door, knock on knock the door and walk off. Um, there you go. She literally just knocked on my door with some kind of... <laughs> that <was> awesome. <laughs> some kind of uh, meal, uh, which I'm sure I'll share a picture of soon. Um, and then once we pass that second test, then we can start doing things as a team, I'm assuming. I'm pretty sure. So practice and stuff. So is the you can show us how the food looks, but it, is it good? You know, is the is the warm food warm and the cold food cold and it tastes good and all that? Because if I were in a room for two straight days, the, you know, the food would be the entertainment. <laughs> that would be... uh, no, it hasn't been very good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like the picture I, I sent out. Okay. Um, but there is 
um, a couple options on a room service that's open a certain amount of time a day. So um, we've had a couple of things off that, but um, yeah, well, hopefully it's it's up from here. Have uh, have you had Zoom team meetings? Has Quinn been talking hoops with you and that kind of stuff, or are you just sitting there uh, watching movies and playing computer games and reading books or whatever? Um, we had a Zoom workout. We did a little body weight, um, kind of just to to get moving a little bit. Obviously, all we've got in our room is a is a bed and a window that doesn't open. So, um, yeah, just to get. So I guess the guys aren't in, in bed all day, but um, yeah, a little workout in and, and that was it. So hopefully we get cleared sometime this morning, lunchtime, and we can we can get a practice in tonight if possible. So I was watching a little, uh, I was uh, not far from you there in Orlando, uh, Major League Soccer is restarting their season of bubble, and I watched the first game, and granted it's two teams who are probably lower down in the league and not very good, but it was a little ragged, and I just think that when it comes to basketball and soccer, you know, they're free-flowing games, and there's got to be a certain rhythm that's what we expect from professionals, and if you don't have that then it's really not there. And I don't know how much it's just these two teams aren't very good and maybe these two teams haven't played for four months. And when you try to translate that to basketball, do you think there's going to be a little bit of that with you guys? No matter how much workout one-on-one, it's not the same as playing five-on-five. Yeah. Um, I mean, it'll definitely take some time. And um, that's that's why the NBA moves, um, I, I guess, on this schedule and this plan. So, um, We've got three weeks here, I think, more or less, before the first game. Um, we've got a few preseason or whatever warm-up games um, that we can, can play, obviously, and, and get some some rust out. But, um, yeah, I, don't, I mean, it, it'll be the fitness of getting up and down. Um, I would hope that we were, by, definitely by three weeks' time, we'd be, uh, we'd be pretty much ready to go. So, um it would be different, but it'd be fun to, to be back out there practicing, finally. Since you've had a lot of time, have you uh, spent any time reading the ESPN story about the Utah Jazz, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and the rift between them? Because, Joe, you got pretty prominent placement there. <laughs> uh, I did not read it. Um, obviously saw some quotes that were pulled from the great man himself. Um, uh, no, I didn't. I did not read. Well, let me just read the part about you, and then I won't ask you to comment so much on the other stuff. But let's see if let's see if the part about you is true. Are you ready? Brace yourself. <laughs> Joe Ingles, a respected veteran whose wry sense of humor is often an important element of the Jazz's chemistry, privately told them several weeks into the hiatus that it would be selfish and hurt their teammates if the stars held grudges against each other. Reaction. You read really well. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I went to college to do this, Joe. <laughs> um, what? What? What do you want me to? Say I, I just is that fair? Is that fair? Is that accurate? This is not a quote attributed to anybody. He wrote this, and Dennis yeah, said yeah. in the Zoom he did a good job with the story. But I know sometimes in the media, I've gotten feedback on stories I do. You know, did you miss, did you hit it on the nose? Did you miss by 2%? Did you miss by 20%? Did you barely hit the mark at all? 
You know, I, I get feedback on stories I do, and so I just wondered if you were characterized accurately. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't want to sit here and sound, sound like I'm uh, this hero or anything, but um, no, I just sent them a, a text and said some things in it, and um, they spoke, and I mean, it's, <laughs> I don't know, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's true, I spoke to them, but... Um, I mean, how much does that play a part? I, I don't know. It's, um, it, it was just trying to help the situation, I guess, and, and get them on the same page. And, um, there was a lot of things being written and talked about and wrote and, and all that. And I think it was just time to it was time to squash it and figure it out and move on. And it happened pretty quickly. And I mean, they're the two the the professionals that were were in the situation and. Um, from my understanding, I mean, really, the whole time it was it was it was pretty good. But I just I wanted to, to squash anything that was um, potentially building with with the articles that were coming out or the tweets or, or whatever. So um, yeah, all good. All right. So here's another thing I read, and I thought, man, what does Joe think of this? San Antonio Spurs guard Patty Mills will be donating his salary he'll earn in, Orla- or he'll earn in Orlando. See, I don't read that well all the time, Joe. To help social justice movements. His quote, I'm proud to say I'm taking every cent from these eight games that we're playing, which for me will turn out to be $1,017,818.54 and donate that directly back to Black Lives Matter Australia, Black Deaths in Custody, and to a recent campaign that's called We Got You, dedicated to ending racism in sport in Australia. We don't know Patty Mills here very well. You've played him with him on the national team, and maybe you age group. I'm not sure how that worked out. If you knew him in Australia when you were a teenager or not, but you've known him for a while. Uh, how much did this surprise you? How much did you just kind of shrug your shoulders and go, "Well, that's Patty"? Um, well, I knew everything that was going on because I speak to him every couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the campaign that that we're running and. Um, I've joined him with, with that, and hopefully I can be a, a reasonably kind of voice or part of that. But um, no, I, I mean I've known Patty since we were fifteen, and we've roomed together at the national. So like I've, I've spent probably way too much time with Patty. So um, no, it's not a surprise at all. And like I said, I was saying you know what was happening, but um, he's very passionate about it, and, and um, uh, especially with kind of what's going on now to, to put this campaign forward and, and our, our goal is to um, basically eradicate the, the racism within obviously within Australia but within sport in Australia and there's a lot of athletes there that cop it online or um, at games and things and ourselves and people yelling into the little things so um, glad I can be a part of that um, campaign with him I'm I'm curious because I know a few people who know way more about philanthropy than I do, and they they've told me how people, uh, how the the really um, uh, the really invested donors don't just want to donate to causes and feel good about it, but they want to get data back, metrics back, analysis back that they know they're making a difference, whatever the issue is they're working on. Yeah. Uh, so as someone who has done some donations here locally, and you're working with Patty on some stuff that's national, international. Uh, what kind of data can you give back? So it's not just the feel good of knowing you're willing to give up your money, and that's important. 
But not only are you willing to give up your money, but you know it's changing people's lives and you get the data back so you know that for a fact. How does that work going forward? Yeah, I mean, you, you, you definitely kind of look into it all um, or have people kind of do it for you. Um, but you want to make sure, I mean, me giving whatever $50,000 to someone or a certain um, company or, or whatever it is, um, might go nowhere near as far as, as it will with, with some, someone else or something else. So, um, yeah, I mean, you, you try and do the best you can to find out as much information. And at the end of the day, you're, you're donating because you're trying to help. So you, you obviously want to make sure that, that the money's going to the to the right place. And, um, yeah, you can get numbers and stuff. There's, there's obviously a lot of different things. We've, we've looked at things in the past and we've done different things uh, with the bushfires and stuff, like what, what's really going to help it at this time, or, or is it is it people need help with with their living? Um, is it the volunteers that are, that are volunteering? And what what's kind of most important? And um, obviously, with with what Paddy's doing, it's um, it's a really important time. And if he was deciding not to play, he, he does lose that money. So for him to play and um, decide that it's going to go to to that cause, which is he's super passionate about. Um, he'll make sure it goes to, to the right people. Here's something that's a little lighter, NBA news. And again, I thought of you when I read this. Jamal Crawford signed with the Nets as a replacement player. He's turned He turned 40 in March. He is 40 years old playing in the NBA. He's old. Can you imagine being 40 and playing in the NBA? No. no. There's not a chance that'll ever happen to me. Ever. Because? Because by the time I'm 40, I'll look 60. <laughs> for starters. Um, no, I just don't... No, I, I personally don't have the desire to play that long either. Um, I've been very lucky to, to kind of make what I make, and obviously I, I, I still love playing. I, I, I love going out there, and I know one day that will die and that'll go away, and um, I'll have to figure something else out, but... Um, I've I've never wanted to. I don't want to say like hold on because Jamal isn't holding on, but um, I've never wanted to just play for the wrong reasons for for money or where I'm living or, or whatever it is. Uh, um, yeah, just when when my time's up, I'll happily walk away, and I'm very very confident that'll be a long long time before I'm forty. <laughs> Would you like to be guarded by a forty year old guy? Think of the damage you could do. <laughs> I'm actually really happy for Jamal because Jamal was one of the one of the guys at the Clippers that was awesome to me when I when I first got there and was first in the NBA and um, still would catch up with him every game that we that we played and, and speak to him every now and then. And um, I was reading something the other day. I mean, his last game he had 50. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the last yeah. NBA game he played, he had 50 points. Like that's that's hard to do in your prime. Never mind when you were he would have been. 39, 38, 39. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm happy he's back. You know, uh, Jeff Hornacek, when he was getting late in his career here, uh, playing with the Stockton Malone era jazz teams, said, you know, there's stuff I could do at an NBA level uh, long after I'm done playing, but there's just stuff. 
And with his, with him, it was his knee, and his knee was bone on bone, and you know, just running up and down the court for yeah. eighty-two games, which just got to be brutal, just so painful and all that. But you know, you wouldn't get in a horse game with him for money when he's sixty. You know, that would that be a bad. He'll never forget how to shoot. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I get that that at some point, you know, it, it slips away because uh, the the thing I knew about Jamal Crawford, and you obviously know him different being, in, but just watching him, I mean, he is such. He's so much fun to watch because he can he can score. I mean, my gosh, you just never know. And when he gets hot, it's unbelievable. And he did it to the Jazz, you know, more than once, where he just got hot and it was just unbelievable. It was like you knew it was coming and no one could do anything about it. And, you know, he hasn't played. He's 40. He's stepping in with the Nets. We're going to be way shorthanded. But I just hope he has one game like that while he's in Orlando. You know, just, I think he will. just one time. Uh, I think he's just, he, He's too talented, and um, the, one of the funny things about like meeting him and, and even then when I first got him, um, and he was just so like bubbly and energetic every day, and he, he just wanted to play basketball and, and just go out and hoop and kind of be free. And that was his um, kind of like his escape, I guess. Like he would just go out and play. Um, obviously, like you said, his age, he's had a, a very, very long career, and I think it ended, um, well, it was going to end um, a little bit sour with, with how it was going down, and um, I'm glad he got a, another opportunity. Um, before, I'm assuming he, he would <laughs> retire after this, but if he plays well, he, he might might better get another job. So, um, yeah, it would be good to see him out there. Well, I've seen him interviewed. He's got a future in network TV if he wants it, and he may not want it. He may just want to be home. He's traveled enough and done enough stuff. He may not, you know, he doesn't have to work. He may not want to, but... Uh, he was. I just saw him interviewed like two weeks ago, and he was really good. So I, I would think that's out there for him if he wants it when he's finally done playing. Uh, for you, Joe, you're not done playing. You get to start playing here soon. And I'm curious, um, do, you, do you have to be careful in the first practice or two, not going all out when you haven't done this before? Dennis Lindsay was talking about, uh, he did an interview on the air, and he was talking about we need to be a little lucky you know, with the hamstrings and the back strains, because guys are going to be ramping up here pretty quickly. And I'm wondering, you know, some some people say never even think about injury because that's just a, a waste of time and more likely to cause you to get injured. Or do you, you know, take it easy and maybe Quinn draws up a practice that doesn't push you guys too hard early on? How does this start up when you're when you're allowed out of the room in a little while? Yeah, but, um, I mean, we don't <laughs> we don't know too much of the the practice plan yet. Um, but yeah, I, I, the hard the hard part is obviously. I mean, there's going to be some component of competitiveness in in the practice, and that's when you usually kind of go harder, or, or the the pressure's on, or it's kind of what what we do it for that that pressure and that um, the the goals you set and all that. So um, it's going to be competitive, and and guys are going to be going hard. Like it's just you're not going to kind of go out there and not practice hard and. Um, I obviously think our, our medical team and, and between Quinn and them and, and all that will have obviously been thinking of a plan for a while. So um, hopefully it's a good one. All right, Joe. Well, take care of yourself and uh, and take care of baby. You know, you took a lot of effort to get that coffee machine there. I don't want you to I'm mess that thing up either. Stand up and turn it on right now. <laughs> have you gone to the door to see what the food was at the door or just leave it in the hallway? Eh, whatever. Well, the, the one so we all got we all got a microwave in our room as well, which is obviously for the food because sometimes it's kind of like a. I mean, I 
doing a little pacing. Oh boy. I might grab that later. <laughs> I, have, I think I'll have coffee for now. <laughs> All right. All right, Joe. Well, good luck with the next few hours of quarantine, and uh, we'll talk to you again in a week. And I hope things work Thank out in the next week in Orlando. Thank you. Thanks for that. There's Joe Ingalls. When we come back, what is trending? All the headlines next. 